It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. Part 29. April. I write 200 credit slips. The job I interviewed for at the Lame Case Management Agency involved writing outpatient referrals for children whose parents brought them into clinical care with behavior concerns. This job was nearly identical to a role I left over 10 years ago. Lame case management jobs involve endless paperwork and accruing an uncomfortable level of personal liability since the children in care are always in crisis. If a crisis goes south, really south, then an auditor will step in and come up with a report of times the case manager missed an opportunity to recommend a therapeutic service or a month went by without a proper home visit. I knew I didn't want to return to this kind of work, but could accept the job if doing so meant not signing up for another year at Hummingbird Academy. Then I could just conduct my chill job search during the training weeks while also drawing summer vacation paychecks owed to me from Cactus Academies. The supervisor who scheduled my interview turned out to be a young woman and was accompanied by another supervisor who was also a young woman. I wondered if I would have been their boss had I stayed in this line of work the last decade and flawlessly answered their questions about mental and behavioral health care. Eventually, they asked me stupid questions like, Report on a time you had to use extra professionalism. Extra professionalism, I clarified. Professionalism isn't like guacamole where you keep adding more. This moment broke the facade for me, and I couldn't help but laugh at the remaining dumb questions, especially with all of us sitting there wearing masks. COVID-19 changed the world, and there we were pretending extra professionalism was an important skill. I thought my change of demeanor tanked my interview, but the young women called and offered me the job during my immediate drive from their office to my school. I accepted on the condition that we could delay my start date until after high school graduation. I didn't want to incur the penalty for breaking my contract. When I walked onto the floor at Hummingbird Academy, I aggressively humped Mr. Spudspank's computer monitor in victory while horrified teachers and students watched. I whispered to him that I got a new job and danced around the room repeating the news for all the other teachers. I let the students know traffic school went well because I didn't want them to know I hated fake teaching and thought their freebie high school diplomas were a waste of their time and mine. A boy looked up from the sexy music video playing on his smartphone and asked me, sir, do you know what's a WAP? Yes, and turn your computer on and get to work. After I completed my proctoring sentence, wandering around the room redirecting students off smartphones and then writing their bathroom passes, where I'm sure they continued using their smartphones, my mind drifted to how much time my yearbook girls wasted this year not completing their core classes. I considered students other than my yearbook girls, who also spent significant time talking to me about their hardships this year and how not having a high school diploma at 19 or 
or 20 years old was holding them back from working on more productive pursuits. Mr. Pecker and Mr. Spudspank, the most serious teachers on the faculty, complained at times that they thought Miss Moon siphoned her favorite students off their classes and assigned them to herself, or took students who were close to finishing a class so she could steal the credit for awarding credit. I sat at a computer and with some network searching confirmed for myself that Miss Moon's process was to acquire students from two groups, those who weren't making any clicks and those who were making the most clicks, then outright award course credit. No wonder Miss Moon presided over a click of students who behaved saccharinely sweetly toward her. So far this year, Miss Moon wrote over 175 credit slips. For comparison, an actual content teacher who was ethical all year, like Mr. Pecker or Mr. Spudspank, wrote about 25 to 50 credit slips in the same time. That's a healthy mix from the small percent of students working at school and that majority of students working from home. I decided if Miss Moon was fraudulently graduating the students with whom she shared close relationships and also pulling names of students working from home at random just to favor from Principal Hillbilly and gain accolades from corporate, then I was going to at least do the same for my handful of students who worked on the yearbook or otherwise won my respect. I called a small group with Santiago, Diego, Fernando, Maria, Sofia, and Luz and told them that every student at the district schools got to pass last year with the grade they already earned before COVID interrupted the final quarter, and that was advantageous over the charter format where the abandoned classes rolled over. I also told them that the district schools did away with D's and F's this year, officially the first full school year burdened with COVID, among other accommodations not available to charter students. For example, some students in district schools just gave up school completely because they were satisfied with C grades, earning 70% without even needing to click on a web page. I said, despite these facts, I still thought the students in the milieu before me were painfully lazy in regard to their academics and capable of more learning than which they currently aspired. Having said that, I told them I was going to pass them out of all four years of English high school. They cheered and expressed how awesome they found me. I assured them my actions were shameful, but not more shameful than the fraudulent system with which we were all imprisoned together. I said making an incomprehensible number of clicks toward a freebie high school diploma was a waste of time, and I'd rather relieve them of as much of that burden as possible. I told them I could do this free of personal risk because I wasn't returning next year, and I'd rather they move on with their lives too. I added that the best course of action would be for them to attend community college, but go ahead and submit all the English courses to me regardless of having clicked on anything or not. I would manipulate the outcome. I communicated a similar message to my students working from home. Without even an attempt to disguise my surplus of credit slips, such as slowly dropping handfuls of tunnel dirt into a prison yard to avoid suspicion, I shoved over 200 credit slips into Principal Hillbilly's box all at once. In the next professional development, she shined the spotlight on me and started a slow clap for how much I stepped up and helped students finish their remaining English classes. 
The more serious teachers were horrified and asked if I was worried about a state audit discovering I oversaw students finishing multiple English courses in a single day. I shrugged and reminded them that my new job started the Monday after graduation. Miss Moon quietly raged that my credit slip tally eclipsed her credit slip tally and that nobody clapped for her shenanigans. Eventually, my legendary scam, or legendary mental breakdown, became known as the fire sale, and students who weren't assigned to me asked for my favor by name. Mister, shouted a random student, hook me up with your fire sale. Sometimes, a consistently ethical teacher came to me and sheepishly asked if I could offer the fire sale to the remaining low-credit earners from their courses, lest they not qualify for next year's merit raise. Hey, man, said Mr. Spudspank, so I have this nice kid working from home, but his internet isn't reliable, his computer is full of viruses, and he hasn't really gotten anything done all year. Say less, my dude and I expanded the fire sale to science, math, and history. I probably hold some kind of multidisciplinary record for awarding high school credit in Arizona. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures... Visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.